In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christ is risen. Indeed, He is risen. So we have a beautiful reading, two readings today, of God's coming to make us whole. Why did God become man? To unite Himself to us to make us whole. To make us upright. Stand upright. We say that, the deacon says that. That's just not a... A, a, a physical encouragement, that's a spiritual encouragement. Stand upright in Christ, be a whole person, chaste, sober, upright. It's a powerful, powerful and important thing for us to understand that God united himself to man to make us whole, to heal us of our infirmities, to raise us up from our paralysis, to heal our blindnesses, that is, that's the, the, the goal of the Christian life, is to be made whole, perfect in Christ, that we may inherit the kingdom of heaven. And this is such a great example of this, this man, a paralytic, 38 years paralyzed, begging somehow to be put into the pool uh, of Bethesda so that he could be healed. For 38 years, no success. And, and uh, finally, the Lord engages him uh, and asks him, do you want to be healed? And he says, yes, but no one, could, no one is here to put me in. The Lord says, take up your bed and walk. Heals him. And then he says, go and sin no more. So we have this beautiful story, and then we see the uh, Ananias being healed and Tabitha being raised from the dead by St. Peter. So God came to make us whole, to raise us up from the bed of infirmity, heal us from paralysis, to be freed from death. This is such a critical thing for us to understand about our Christian life. And we see this first in the pool here. We see for one, God gives this grace to one. In the baptismal pool, how many get the grace? Everyone. In the baptismal pool, everybody gets the grace. That one grace comes to the paralytic. In the baptismal pool, everyone gets the grace of God. Everyone is lifted up whole in Christ to become sons, adopted sons and daughters of God, to receive the labor regeneration, the remission of sins, the gift of adoption, the blessing of the Jordan. That's what we get in the baptismal font. Powerful enlightenment, uh, sanctification, purification. This is what is given to us. The grace for one in the pool, in the baptismal font, the grace for all. To be whole in Christ. So we are on a journey, each of us, a journey to wholeness. God has implanted in us all that we need to make this journey. He has he united himself to us that we are now whole in Christ. But for us, we need to walk the path because we need to fulfill this journey that God has given to us. So how many of you feel whole, perfect? So we still got a little work to do, right? But it's there, the beauty of it, it's there. 
God has given you all. He's given you his full life, all the grace of God, all the virtues were given to you at baptism. Everything you need is within you. It's in you. Now all you need to do is walk in it. And there are certain things, the beauty of this text is there are certain things that Christ says and does in relation to the paralytic that will help us in regard to this journey. The first is this example of a man 38 years waiting to be healed. 38 years. 38 years. So the Lord is saying the journey is going to take persistence. The journey is going to take persistence. You need to understand that. This is not a let's get it fixed, let's get baptized, okay, I'm whole in Christ, it's all over. No, it's just begun. It's just begun. That journey, you have to engage it in perseverance. Let me read, because it's very beautiful, what uh, St. Paul says about perseverance in uh, Romans. I think it will help us quite a bit. He says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom you also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We've been baptized into Christ. We're united to God. We are participating in His glory. And not only that, we also glory in tribulation. We glory in the struggle. We glory in all that's before us on this journey. Why? He says, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. That the struggle, you have to understand, the struggle demands perseverance. You have to step into it as a virtue, not just like, oh, Lord, help me get through this. It's not white-knuckling it. What it is, is being in Christ in the struggle. That's perseverance. Finding joy in the middle of the struggle. Finding peace in the middle of the struggle. That's perseverance. It's not white-knuckling it. Perseverance produces character. The character of a Christian. The one who perseveres. The one who engages this life with, engages the struggle. And character produces hope. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So we need to understand that we have to persevere. You know, we, we, the old man in us died in baptism when we were raised in the newness of life. But the old man still tries to raise his head. Is your old man sometimes pretty active? You have an active old man. You've got to learn how to quiet him down. Shh, be quiet, move away. I don't want that anymore. I'm a new person in Christ. The old man wants to raise his head. You have to quiet him down. Shush him up. Deny him. Push him away. That's perseverance, beloved, because the old man's always going to try to raise his head. He will always try to raise his head. To quiet him down. Deny him. So, 
perseverance, one. And then he says this. He says, I have no one to put me in. The paralytic, I have no one to put me in the, in the pool. So how are we saved? With each other. By each other. With each other. Salvation is community. You know, the Trinity is community. We even, their names uh, uh, give us the fact that they're community. Why is the Father the Father? Because he has a son. Why is the son the son? Because he has a father. He's related. It's a, it's, a, it's a community. The Trinity is community. We're community. We are not saved apart from each other. Remember Father Hopko said, uh, he says, you, you, you're saved together. The only thing you do alone is go to hell. Sounds like Father Hopko, doesn't it? <laughs> the only thing you do alone is go away from God. But together we go to God. We go to God together. So understand the importance of community, the importance of each other, the importance of relationship. You know, you don't find your person alone. You know, we don't, we don't go out into the deserts uh, alone and try to find who we are. You know how you find who you are? In another. In another. You find your person in another. The, the Father finds himself in the Son, the Son in the Father, the Holy Spirit in the Father, and the, the Son in the Holy Spirit. You find yourself in another. You, and you think about this, you know this. The people that you're most, I'll say this. I'm going to be careful here. The people that know you the best can reflect who you are. They, they will show you who you are. You will see in them yourself. I'll say it this way. The people that are most honest with you, that's where you see yourself. The people that will stay to you, you know, I don't like what you said there. You know, that's not the best thing. You know, we shouldn't be doing this. Why are we doing this? Shouldn't do that. The beauty of that is that it reflects you. It reflects who you are, and you have to see who, you're, who, yourself, who you are. So we find ourselves in the other. If we're out there trying to find ourselves alone, you'll never find yourself. You'll, what you'll find is what you, what you hope to be, what you imagine yourself to be, but you won't find who you really are. So you need other people around you to, to, to guide you, to be a mirror for you. So we need that other person. And then the Lord says something that still it, it always surprises me. Here's a man waiting to be healed for 38 years. And what's the question he asks him? He asks him a very strange question. What's he say? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? No. I remember Father Hopko said that when he was giving a homily, he says, no, I'm here for a suntan. <laughs> Sounds like Hopko again, doesn't it? No, I'm here for a suntan. No, do you want to be healed? But it's a very serious question. Because we're not whole in Christ. And the question God is asking us, do we want to really be healed? And when you start thinking about that, it becomes an interesting question. 
Because here's, here's the dynamic in this. Do you want to be humble, loving, chaste, self-controlled, diligent, and generous? Would you like that? Do you want to have that? Do you want to be healed so you can be humble, loving, chaste, self-controlled, diligent, and generous? Would you like that? Okay, here's the question. This is why do you want to be healed? Do you want to be given do you want to give up being number one? Do you want to be given up being pampered? Do you want to give up that it's all about you? Do you want to give that up? Ooh. Starting to poke at us a little bit, aren't we? You know, do you want to be loving? Do you want to give up anger? Because anger sometimes can be a defense mechanism, a way to push people away, a way to protect yourself. I, anger is, is, a, is a weapon. Do you want to put the weapon down? You want to never use it again? Do you want to be vulnerable? That's a serious question. Do you want to be vulnerable? Oh, no. Not me. I don't want to get anybody in that close. Because if they disappoint me in there, it's very painful. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? It's a serious question. What about self-control? Uh... Do I want to be, uh, do I want to, all my, uh, all my bodily appetites, do I want to bring them all under control? All of them. All those little things that delight me. All those little things that kind of run away with me. Do I want to rein those back in? Do I really want to rein them in? Or do I like them? Do they give me a little pleasure? Do I follow them down that path? Or do I really want to be healed? It's a serious question. How about sloth? You know, sloth is really a nice vice. Because I just don't have to do what God wants me to do. I can just lie around and be lazy. I like lazy. I like naps. I like nothing to do. You want to give that up? You want to really go after that? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Greed. Oh, I want to be generous, Lord. Help me be generous. Help me be generous. But there's a couple things I really don't want to be generous with. And I really don't want to give that money away. I don't want to give to the pastor's vacation fund. You know, I know he works hard, but you know, he can get along without that. I don't need to give that money to that. I don't need to give that money to that. I don't need to give that up. I really like my stuff. I'm really not willing to give everything up. Sell all you have. Give it to the poor and come follow me was the Lord's encouragement to the rich young ruler. 
I don't think I'll ask that of, of uh, many of us. So do you want to be healed? It's an incredibly important question for you to look internally. Because if you want that stuff, you, you, you'll have be, it, you can't be healed. Because God isn't going to go in there and subvert your will. But So you have to look at that very carefully. And then he says, go and sin no more. There's a prescription that God gave him after he healed him. Go and sin no more. Go live a good life. Get away from the stuff that took you into this place. It's, it's such an important thing for us to, when we make a, a, uh, an amendment, that we use the things in our life that are good and healthy to keep us on the right path. You know, we need to do the right things from our repentance, uh, from our healing. It's so important to us to kind of see what's out in front of us, that to make the right decisions, to say the right thing, to think the right things, to become, to understand that the church is here for you and for that reason, that helps bring you to that place that, that, uh, where, you, where things are, are sensible, help the help of the Lord, the help of the mother of God, the help of the saints that surround us. I know we have this really neat little, little, this neat group of Matins, the Matins Choir, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Deacon Howard, Deacon Richard, David, Lewis, uh, Obadiah, and that, that's it, right, pretty much? You know what was happening to those men? They're being saved. They're being healed by doing that, by stepping in and doing this. You can see it. You can hear it over the years, how it's done something very powerful in them. So the church is there for this. Our prayers, drawing near to God, sets us on this path of of this journey to wholeness. Good works, forgiving people that have sinned against you. All of it, beloved, is there to make us participate in this journey of wholeness that God has put us on through baptism. So may he help us all. May we step into this day uh, with the delight of the paralytic who was healed. Thank you, Lord, for giving me all this and help me live it. Help me step into it. Help Help me understand that this is a journey that will lift me and fulfill my life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.